If you're not invested in crypto yet, you better get invested. The future of money is coming, and you don't want to be like a neophyte boomer when it comes to money. It's no accident that every leader in the Red Pill Consortium is into this. This is the chance for all guys to level up in life and reach the coveted goal of financial freedom. But where do you go? You've heard there are scams out there all over the place and that some exchanges have been hacked. Where is the safest place for your hard-earned money? Crypto.com is the perfect place for new investors. Another reason many guys are still laggards when it comes to crypto is because they don't know where to buy it, or if they did, they wouldn't know how to place an order. But Crypto.com has the easiest interface to use and the most simplified trading platform in the industry. And while you're holding your crypto for the long term, you can even earn interest on it and make compounding magic go to work for you sooner because Crypto.com allows you to stake your coins to earn interest on them. And we're talking of some of the best interest rates in the world, like 10% on Polkadot, 4.5% on Bitcoin, 5.5% on Ethereum, and 6% on the platform's native coin. You think you'll get anything like that in bonds or a savings account? You're out of your mind. Open an account today at reinventideal.com slash crypto. That's reinventideal.com slash crypto. Reinvent Ideal is on today. What do you do when you get rejected in a very harsh, unfriendly, impolite manner when she shouts at you or calls you a very insulting name. How do you respond to this? A lot of guys are doing it the wrong way. So today's program, I'm going to show you exactly how to think and how to proceed. Warning, you are about to cross a no bull barrier. Reinvent Ideal starts now. You're listening to Reinvent Ideal, dating and life advice for men. The wisdom you need when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick. Well, we're all enjoying our day. We're going to lose 12 men to suicide today. Your weekly red pill prescription. It's a place for unguarded conversations to investigate with a council of men the riddles of life. With Cairo Copeland. In most cases, a shutdown, it's not harsh or heartless like we imagine it's going to be in our heads. A lot of times it's not like that because women are often indirect with rejections. And the reason for that is that they're just so scared of retaliation. Probably been a lot of guys out there that have retaliated with anger or something like that, even though they tried to, the woman tried to be real nice about rejecting them. And I'll tell you what, the Fempowerment Mandate really hates this because it's true that women, as much as they deny it, deep down, they're scared to death of men. They're intimidated by men because they know you're stronger. So they dance around rejection. And it's not because they enjoy manipulating your feelings. It's a survival instinct. It's not always a fear of violence, but a fear of guilt tripping and also emotional manipulation. But what about the explicitly harsh rejections? What about when she legitimately tells you, fuck off because you're the ugliest person in the world with the smallest dick alive, and she says that to you in front of a large crowd? Well, I've never had that happen to me, and I've never heard guys say that that's happened to them either, but let's just pretend that it did happen. As painful as that sounds, what would you think if you were told she was actually the one that was feeling the most pain? Because I'll tell you what, acting this cold and this bitchy, it is not normal behavior for a woman because it's confrontational, and that's not a feminine trait. There are only three possible explanations 
for why she would deviate from what is considered normal female behavior. One is that she's not feminine at all, in which case you wouldn't want to get more involved with her anyway. You should be glad she rejected you. Or two, something very bad recently happened to her or has currently happened to her, like her mom died or her dog ran away or she was recently assaulted sexually. Whatever it is, she's in a dark place. Or three, she has some kind of mental disorder. Now, in all these cases, you'd want nothing to do with this person. Now, some guys, they want revenge on their rejectors. They're like, oh, I must teach her a lesson. They want to have a good quip ready to go in order to save their ego. But why? Isn't that too much effort to teach a lesson to a stranger that you'll never see again? The indignation you feel in this moment, the drive to get even, and the urge To right wrongs that are, at best, marginal are no different than the cries of a bitchy feminist. You're better than that. Because I'll tell you what, indifference speaks greater volumes than vengeance. Now, rejection is made extra painful because today's world raises boys like they're defective girls. They're told that the feminine way of processing and expressing emotions is, in fact, the correct way. And anything else is toxic masculinity. So we're not raised to be men. And that only fuels the thirst for payback that you feel whenever you're rejected harshly. As I'll tell you what, some, even in the Red Pill Consortium, suggest that vengeance is warranted after a rejection. What they fail to realize, though, is that this is a matter of character instead of pride. Consider the overall efforts and resources necessary to exact revenge and weigh them against the things that you might achieve for your own betterment by redirecting them to your own purpose. So what I'm saying here is don't get pushed down a negative looping cycle. You know, suppose you approach a woman on the dance floor and you're being nothing but positive, you're being polite, you're holding good eye contact so you're not creepy, but despite this, she tells you to fuck off. Maybe and uh, tosses in a, an insult that's just uncalled for. And you feel it deep down behind your rib cage. You feel it in your chest. And then it's traveling up the spine through the brain stem. Your temper is starting to rise. And you're anxious to get the last word. What you want to do is you, deep down, what you really want to do is just say, Fuck you, you cunt! Because that feels like the most fitting thing to say. And maybe you say it and then you bolt out of there. But let's imagine that you did this. Or think back to a time, if you ever did this, think back to the time when you did. Was that the end of the pain? Did it actually die there? Or did it grow? Because I'll tell you what, when you express anger at someone, when you externalize that anger that you feel inside, it makes that anger something that you're going to continue to dwell on. You don't stop dwelling on it after you get it out of you. It sticks to you like a tick on a mule. It follows you when you try to approach the next woman. And being female, she's very acutely aware of emotions and can feel this jaded negativity. And she'll either be repelled or maybe she'll want to shield herself by reflecting that same negativity back to you. And you get even more negative as the unhappiness is compound. It carries with you to the next woman. Even if it's not the same night, if days later you're trying to approach a new woman, you wear these scars that everyone can see, even when you're not trying to display them. It's like she sees a mutilated zombie that's scarred from head to toe and has a natural reaction of just being reflexively running away. Because here's how you, you want to look at it. You use an analogy from Lord of the Rings. Whatever emotion that you're holding on to, you're going to receive that exact same emotion back. Remember the one ring from the Lord of the Rings. When you carry negative emotions around with you, it's just like carrying the one ring because those negative emotions, they only attract more negative things, just like how the one ring would attract orcs, trolls, goblins, and 
the Nazgul. Emotions are contagious, especially with women because they're so emotionally sensitive. So you need to rid yourself of the need to save face. You gotta give up this need you have to get the last word in. When you fear a harsh shutdown, the, the fear is a negative emotion that you're going to carry with you everywhere you go, and that's going to create an unattractive vibe turning you into this self-fulfilling prophecy of failure. It leaks out in your body language, your mannerisms, your behaviors. And her subconscious mind picks up on this, because women are very good with subcommunication. If you want to build a, tr a positive vibe, you got to start practicing some trauma-releasing exercises. When something really bad happens and your inner critic is screaming through its megaphone, what you want to do is say to yourself, uh, ask yourself these questions here. It's like, are my fears factual or are they just worst-case nightmare scenarios coming from my mind's natural pessimism? Am I jumping to negative conclusions just because they're easy to imagine? Is it really as horrible as I'm making it out to be? What's the absolute worst thing that could happen and how likely is it that that's going to happen? Will this matter five years from now? Will this matter five weeks from now? Probably not. Now, let's kind of examine why does it hurt so much when you get rejected. What's the thing that in our brains that is responsible for all this? That's this concept that's known as metacognition, and that just means thinking about thinking. It's not anything metaphysical or anything. Oh, by the way, this, this metaverse crap, I will be so happy if it turns out to be this enormous failure that bankrupts Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg, because I'm looking at this and I just don't get it. I don't get it. Why do you want to live in a fake world when we have so much cool stuff going on in the real world. So I'm not trying to sound like this technophobe or this boomer neophyte that thinks, oh, we should be going back to the old days. We don't need this new stuff. No, I'm not like that. All right? I'm a huge crypto investor. Believe wholeheartedly in technology like self-driving cars, drones, 3D printers. I support all of it. But this metaverse shit, I hope to God that it is a failure that bankrupts Facebook because it just seems so stupid to me. But anyways, back to what I was saying here. When you're thinking about thinking, that is metacognition. And this function handles memory monitoring, uh, how you regulate yourself, your consciousness. And these are things that you use to maximize your potential to think, your potential to learn, and conduct finer distinctions on morals and ethics. It's like self-awareness. So when you're under the microscope after a rejection, you see right away why the rejection stings. It feels like she says you're not wanted, you're unworthy. And the subtext is that they could do better, and it inspires one of the most soul-wrenching feelings. You know, it's so horrible. That, you know, males in the Middle East actually throw acid on women that reject them in these more primitive, less sophisticated third world countries. They act very barbaric, brutal, and uncivilized with how they handle these things. I mean, you think that there's a lack of emotional intelligence in the United States? It's even worse in the rest of the world here. Because in Africa, they kidnap and enslave women who turn them down as husbands. Because without any emotional intelligence, without any deeper capacity to regulate your thinking on the matter, you feel insulted at a very visceral level. If you don't have these tools to safeguard yourself and govern your behavior, then your caveman reaction is to do something like that. It's misguided, though, because... Here's the thing. She rejects you. She's not really rejecting you. She's rejecting your approach. She's rejecting the way you present yourself. She's rejecting your allure.
at work, you know, sometimes you got to have an off day where it feels like nothing can go right. Even when you're the star performer on the job, you can still have a bad day. But then there are days where everything goes right. Well, the same thing can occur with Allure. You can have an on day and you can have an off day. And on an off day, you can meet one woman and she won't talk to you. But on a good day with momentum, you could talk to the exact same woman and yet she'd be receptive to you. See, her dismissal should not be a cause of anger because it wasn't about you. It was just about the tactic you were trying. So there's no reason to ever feel ashamed for talking to her or attempting to. For many women, the reasons for turning down guys away, uh, the most common reasons are it's an autopilot reflex where they're not even thinking about it, or she's the type that feels pressured so easily and has the immediate flight instinct, or she gets annoyed easily, or she's frightened easily. The very nervous type. Another reason I'd throw in there is that most people in today's world have this problem And it's a problem that's started with the millennial generation, I think. And here's what the problem is, is that they're social retards. Ever since the mass adoption of the smartphone and social media, people began doing the majority of their social interactions through screens. And the result of that has been people worldwide have gotten really bad at face-to-face interactions. Social anxiety, everybody says they have it. It wasn't as widespread as it is now. And the reason why it's as widespread like it is today is because of these technologies. It's turned everybody into social retards. And the conditions brought on by the pandemic didn't help either. Now, her knee-jerk reaction, it reinforces itself. And once she's felt herself react a certain way. She's going to stick to that reaction. She's going to stand by it. Those four things you can be sure of when you're having a difficult night. One, everything is a skill and it requires dedicated work. Something that gets me so upset is when people just expect everything to be easy and they're just lazy. When they're at, when, when I get asked by coaching clients, hey, what's the best uh, pickup line to use? What's the best opener? What they're doing with this here is that they're being lazy. They, they want some magic formula or some cheat code that's going to get the girls for them because they don't want to do the hard work of approaching many girls and getting the experience necessary to be able to easily socialize with them. There's another thing you can be sure of. What works for one type of woman won't always work for others, and that's why you need to approach many to get experience with as many as possible. You can also be sure of this. What works in one situation won't work in others. And also be sure of this here. Dating is a numbers game, and volume is your best friend. Everything in life is a skill. You see, some guys are great at starting a conversation, but couldn't get her to see him as a potential lover for shit. Yeah, they get phone numbers. They often get flaked on for dates. But every part of the alluring process from open to close is its own skill. It's situational too. Like some guys are great at daytime approaching while terrible at nightclub allure. And then some guys are great at texting but terrible at talking face to face. So no matter where you are in your journey of developing allure, it never stops being about numbers and volume because you need practice with every aspect of it. Women these days, they have endless options. And to have a chance with them, you need to have more options too. And the only way you're going to do that is by constantly sourcing and searching and working the required amount of volume to have an abundance. You will always suffer from one-itis when you pursue one woman at a time, but you will have a true abundance mindset when you are pursuing several women at a time, when you're talking to multiple ones, when you're dating not exclusively, when you're working a rotation or a book of beauty like I talked about two weeks ago. You do that, and then even the harshest rejection you face is going to bounce off of you like water on rocks. That is it for us today. Hope this has been helpful. 
there is anything out there that you're saying, you know, this is holding me back from finding happiness after my red pill awakening and the rage I feel, the red pill rage. This is holding me back from being happy in life and having an ideal existence as a male today. Email me at Cairo at reinventideal.com. That's Cairo at reinventideal.com. Because that's the purpose of this program, is to give you the solutions to those challenges. And please remember that the bull gets blocked right here. Because I am my brother's keeper, and I got your back. Thank you for listening to Reinvent Ideal with Cairo Copeland. Your weekly red pill prescription. See more at reinventideal.com. Man's Guide to Making Male Friends. Cultivating Male Friendship and making friends as an adult for men. What if you weren't the only guy that had trouble finding quality guy friends and keeping them in your life? More than likely you're not. Heterosexual males today are the loneliest demographic. Tragically, they are the ones that would benefit the most from friendship as they suffer from higher cases of depression and suicide. But isn't it just so awkward to go talk to another guy you don't know and try to be his friend? Sometimes. Doesn't it make you feel girly to want to be closer to other guys? You're not alone. But what should men do? This book will show you how to fill this void in your life without awkwardness, looking silly, feeling gay, or embarrassing yourself. In the book, I will show you where to find high-quality men to befriend, the scientific formula that forges loyal friendships, a set of standards to ensure depth to your relationships, overcoming social barriers, optimally prioritizing and organizing the people in your life, and what a male friend can do for you that a woman cannot, not even your girlfriend. I will outline solid methods and practical advice for the lonely forgotten man to expand his social circle. A better life with brotherhood is just a click away. Man's Guide to Making Male Friends. Get your copy today at reinventideal.com slash friends. That's reinventideal.com dot com slash friends.